as we read. Turn, if you will, with me to Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Now, I'm going to move a little bit. I'm going to move around in this scripture just to get the points that God has told me that we need to get out. So just say amen when you get there. All right. Numbers 13. Spy sent into Canaan. You know, sometimes in this, in, in, in this walk, it gets a little challenging. We see with our eyes, and sometimes it can become a little bit discouraged in what we see. Anybody ever been there? Sometimes you can see things, and you can look around, and it can almost get appear hopeless. Sometimes we can look around and see that, that the, world, or the world is just shifting in different directions, and we're seeing young kids dying at early ages. We're seeing people being robbed. We're seeing mishaps and misfortunes. And so sometimes when we see with our eyes, it can almost cause us to faint, even lose hope. So what I want to do is just expound on something that, 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 that God has given me as I was going through this scripture, that is seeing believing or is believing seeing. So with that, it starts out, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am given to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So Moses sent, verse 3, so Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of children of Israel. Now, these were the names. I'm going to go over to verse 16. I'm going to bypass the names. Verse 16 says, these are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out of the land. And Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. He changed his name. Then in 17, then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way until the south and go up into the mountains and see what the land is like. Whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or, and or poor, and whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was a season of the first right. You may be seated. I'm going to continue reading. In this scripture, as I continue reading, Moses was commanded to take a group of people to go out and spy into a land, what was called Canaan. In this command that God had given Moses, there were a group of people. We know that Israel, anybody ever heard of Israel that, was, that were complaining and backbiting and murmuring and all of this other stuff that while they were set free, going through the wilderness, they even had the audacity to say to Moses, it was better that I went back to be a slave. Amen? And continuing reading, it says in verse 21, so they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rahab, near the entrance of Hamath. And they went up through the south and came to Hebron. Amen? Sheshai? Talmai? The descendants of Anak were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Here's where we're going. 
Then they came to the valley of Eshcol, and there cut down a branch with a cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. The place was called the valley of Eshcol because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there. And they returned from spying out of the land after 40 days, 26. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to the congregation. They told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly does flow with milky honey. And this is its fruit. I have evidence. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb said, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are all able to overcome it. 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to Come up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great statures. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Seeing is believing, or is believing seeing. In this body of people, there were folks chosen for a particular task. And what that told me was, God has put people around me for a particular task. Amen? And so what I like to tell my young people that I didn't understand at one part of time, Everybody can't go where you're going. Everybody's not supposed to be around you in your quest to get there. Some people, young people, you got to cut loose. In this text, there were a comparison of two groups of people. And sometimes we have a group A and we have a group B, right? Sometimes we even have C and D and F. But in this text, the spies that were sent, these weren't no ordinary people. God told Moses to choose people from a particular tribe, a particular tribe that were capable, capable of fulfilling the mission, capable of physically and spiritually helping me get this journey, conquer this victory, helping me to achieve this victory. In other words, when we look at who surrounds us, I best make sure that they are capable spiritually and physically of helping me fulfill God's ordained purpose. Amen? Amen. So when we look at, there's so many things going on out in this world. Our young people, I'm in, I'm in schools, the challenges that they face. That's true. Am I right enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I thin enough? Am I smart enough? Well, God is equipping you 
to be around a body of people that's going to help you achieve that victory. And so in this text right here, I love it. And as I was reading it and going through, things were popping out because, you know, sometimes when you read text, it just don't register at the first time. You know, so you, you, you're reading it and you're looking at it. And I'm like, spies in the land. Well, we're talking about the first command that he told, that Moses gave them as a commandment. Part of the commandment that even Moses said when he first told them to go out. He said, send men to spy out of the land of Canaan. Now, God had already promised them that he's going to give you this. So, in other words, young people, I didn't know that God had already fulfilled my destiny. All you have to do is walk it out. It doesn't say that it's not going to come with challenges, amen, people? It doesn't say that I'm not going to have hardships. It doesn't say, but he's saying that if you follow me, and if you build according to my regulations and my specs, I'm going to make sure that it's fulfilled. So when I took this, this spies in the land, I'm saying I'm dealing with people that although they're walking with me, we don't see the same thing. Come on, people. Do you, have you ever had anybody in your life that has, although they walked with you, didn't see what you saw. Have you ever had anybody in your life that although you call it your right hand, y'all weren't going in the same direction? Even the word of God tells me that how can two walk together unless we be in agreement? So I don't care that that's my, my partner. I don't care that that's my boo. I don't care. We got to get into some alignment to be in agreement. So when I'm dealing with this text, I'm understanding that here it is with two different people. Now, people that were chosen from a specific tribe. These were not ordinary people. That's what stuck out to me, Pastor, that these were people hand-picked. Hand-picked. Your friends are hand-picked, but it doesn't mean they see the same thing as you. So what do you do? So in this text, Moses says, God already said the land is ours. The territory is yours. The dream is yours. So then he gets to the point, and he says to the children of Israel from each tribe, he says, go up this way into the south, specific instructions, up into the mountains, and see what the land is like. Now, here's what, what I took from this. He says, see what the land is like, whether the people, see what the people are like, who dwell in are strong or weak, few or many. Now, here's my take on this. When it says the land, he tells me to see what the land is like. See what the dream is like. See what he is like. See what she is like. In other words, what I got from that, me, my understanding, is that in this territory that I'm treading on, your land, is it worthy of accomplishing? Is he worthy of chasing? Is he worthy of being in your circle? So now when I'm saying this land, is that dream worthy of pursuing? Is it God-ordained? This is my land. 
So it's saying you got to first do your research. You have to first do your research. You got to first do your research. Don't tell me you're the best thing that ever happened to me. I got to do my research. See, I don't care what you say. Because right now, tap your neighbor and say, you can choose to see what you believe if you want to. But I choose <laughs> to see what I believe. I choose to see what I believe. See, you can choose to see <laughs> what you believe. And so when we talk, start talking about the land, I need to first make sure that my research is done. I need to sit back, analyze, assess where I'm going. Amen. You still with me? And now, 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 now. It got even better for me. So I'm going through and I'm like, oh my God. I ain't even got started yet. And so he says, not only that, but I need to know about the people. I need to know who I got surrounding me. I need to know what your character is like. Ah, come on, come on, come on. You need to know what his character is like. What her character. You need to know that the people that's talking about going to that next level with you, what's their character like? Everything that tells me that is good for me ain't always good for me. I need to judge you by your character. I need to observe and assess and obsess. Where am I going? By your character. Scripture tells me for you will know them by the fruit they bear. So here Moses are giving these, these, these chosen people. And you're chosen. We are chosen generation. A royal priesthood. So Moses gets the command of saying that, I need to know who's surround me in building this business of I dream. I need to know who's surround me in pursuing those goals. So then we go on and say, I need to know, can they endure when it gets rough? I need people around me that can withstand the test of time. Amen? I need some people around me that can pray into my life when I'm weak. Anybody in here ever needed somebody to lift you up? To lift you up? when you felt like you couldn't go on anymore. So when Moses is telling these people and commanding them that don't you dare put in people in your path that cannot pour into you what God has ordained for your life. So I need to make sure that I'm equipped, that I'm well-rounded, that I got men and women around me that can say, you are a king, that you are. I need that. You need that. So while I'm while I'm, while I'm pursuing and I'm going through this journey and I'm finding out, God, what do you have for me? I need to send out spies into the land. Spies that can come back and give me a report that's favorable to where you're going with your life, your ordained purpose God has called you for, young people. I sat, I sat clueless before the 10 years of crack. Strung out on drugs. 20 years 
of a penitentiary sitting, serving 10 years of penitentiary of my life, banging from Brooklyn, New York to Cincinnati. Stick up kid. All of that because I surrounded myself with people as such. Come on, can I get an amen with that? People you surround yourself with will play a part in your destiny. People you surround yourself with will play a part in your destiny. Believe it if you want. It wasn't until my last seven years that God finally spoke to me and said, you need to make some changes, brother. So now and I got to go back to the land out here that I come from, and I say, I got to make sure that that land that I'm chasing now is worthy of pursuing and that the people around me are strong enough to go the distance with me. They can't be weak back. I wasn't weak out there. They got to be prayer warriors. They got to be capable of achieving and enduring a battle. They got to be men of integrity. I can't have coat this thing. I can't have, I can't, I can't play with this thing. My life depended upon it. So now, as I'm coming out to, to spy into the land, I got to take some notes myself to say that I can't, I got to assess my entire endeavor. I got to know where I'm going, Terry. I got to know where I'm going and who's going with me, who's called to go with me. Everybody ain't called to go with me. Sit down, my man. And so in doing that, I got to check your character reference. When you go for a job, the first thing they ask you for, your resume, character reference. Nothing to show for, nothing to gain. And so in that, I'm trying to just surround and make something work. I said, ain't going to work, my man. You ever been around or trying something that, that, that God said, it ain't going to work? He ain't going to fit. She ain't going to fit. That don't work. So now all of a sudden you assess that that ain't going to work. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and so now we're talking about men appointed. And although you're appointed, now you have to use that spiritual eye because you're appointed. You are appointed for greatness. Now the spiritual part has to be enacted. Now I have to know what I'm dealing with. And so he goes into in specific research and says, I got that part out. Whether the cities, I'm still in 17, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or stronghold, whether the land is rich or poor. But he says, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit. So now, he said, he said so, so, so I know you got all this good stuff in you. That's the evidence. You got all the evidence in the world of being remarkable. You have all the evidence in the world of being spectacular. You have all the evidence in the world of being a good dancer, a good teacher. You have all the evidence. Why? Because I put it in you, first of all. And I know that, that, that the journey that you're going through, the evidence of greatness is there. But now, who told you that you weren't great? 
who told you that you weren't going to make it? Where did you get that you're not smart enough? Where did you get that you're not pretty enough? Where did you get that you just here to exist? Where did you get it? Who told you that? The devil is a liar. Who told you that you won't achieve that dream that you have? Who told you that the dream is too big for you? This evidence that you have presented. And so he says that although, although, in 21, so they went up and spied out the land. Then I'm going to go on over to 26. I'm going, I told you. Stay with me. 26. That's a good part. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Now let me tell you this. Negativity spreads like a virus. Not only did they come back with evidence in their hands, they even came back with the word that was negative even though they had evidence that it was successful. You got two competing with one another, although you got the evidence, now you're speaking death. Doubt, faith, don't mix. So he's saying that, look, I got a group of people that's seeing one thing. They're seeing what they believe, but they're not believing what they see. So you got these people that's going and journeying with you and running with you, but not seeing what you see because they don't see that God has already ordained you to do what, you, what he's called you to do. But back in chapter 1, Moses already declared that it's theirs. What's your dream? It's yours. What's your dream? You got to be willing to build the dream. It don't just manifest. But he's promised you that if you hold on to it, if you hold on, then there was a song, no weapon formed against you shall prosper if you just hold on to it. So here we are, here we are, that it says they brought back word to them, to the congregation, and to the congregation. So now you got negative people speaking venom all over everything. You're trying to get positive. And not only did it affect you, it affected the whole crew. All because of that. Be careful who you hang around. Be careful who you let in your circle. Be careful who you let speak into your life. Be careful how you see what you see. Because the eyes will play tricks with you. We see everything that's going on and it'll mess with your spirit. It'll discourage you. Oh, them little kids just stunned. Oh, them little kids just stunned. Oh, dun, 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 dun. And then now you're creating a dance for it. Be careful because the enemy will play with that. See, you can't believe what you see. 
You have to see what you believe. Do I have any believers in here? Do I have any believers in here? Do I have any believers that believe that you're victorious? Any believers that believe that you're more than a conqueror? Anybody believe that, you, that you're sealed by the cross? That you Holy Ghost and fire baptized? Any believers in here believe that you're victorious? Any believers believe? Believe. Do you see it? You being healed. Any believers believe that my grandchild ain't on crack? That my granddaughter is coming home? That he is coming from prison? That he will be saved? She will be saved? That's glory to God. Glory to God. You got to believe. Not see. Because when you see with these eyes, they play tricks on you. You got to know that you 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 know without a shadow of a doubt that God has called you for that purpose and that he has promised you the land. Sin is believing or is believing sin. And so in this, in this body, I got two different people who's supposed to be on my team telling me one thing from another. And I love the fact that as we go further, further, and we're going down so I can move this along, they told him and said, we went to the land. Now, here's this story. What report are you going to believe? Whose report? I'm listening to it and I'm reading this and I'm reading it and they're going down this text and they're saying that these are capable and qualified people. Why am I getting this type of report from you? I can only imagine the discouragement and frustration of Moses like, what? So he goes down and said, they told him in verse 26 on 27, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. And then you're going to tell me how blessed it is. You're going to tell me how blessed it is. It truly does flow with milk and honey, and this is it. But then you cancel it out with the negative. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw, we saw, we saw, I saw with my eyes the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land there south. The Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell. How big is your obstacles? How do you see? How big is your mountain? How big is your mountain? But most importantly, how big is your God? How big is your God? How big is your God? The mountain has nothing to do with the size of my God. If he told me, he declared it, it is so. Amen. How big is your God? So now, they're going, they're going in all of the negative that they see. You're saying a positive, but all you're focusing on are your negative attributes. You're saying what you can't do. You're saying that you don't, you're not capable enough. You're saying I'm not qualified enough. But God said, I have called you by name. I have established you before the foundations of the world. I declare that you are 
who I said you are. I declare that you shall overcome. I declare that you are victorious. I declare that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I declare, says the Lord, hallelujah. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. How big is your God? All they did was saw the negative. I don't have enough money. I don't have this. But God says, I have anointed you. I have done this. I have sealed you by everything. I have already called you for such a purpose as this. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care who told you that. It's a lie. The devil is a lie. And there is no truth in it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then we go on and say these people that's surrounding is surrounding your whole team, your whole network, telling you one thing, but God already spoke over your life. So he's saying this. It's fortified. Oh, it's very large. Then Caleb just got fed up and said, enough is enough. Any, do I have anybody in here that has ever just got tired and said, enough is enough. Stop complaining. Stop whining. Stop crying. You just get tired of hearing somebody complain. You get tired of hearing them cry. You get tired of hearing every sad story, every violin, and you just drop your head down and you say, enough is enough. I don't want to hear it no more. I know what God has told me. I know what he said, and you shall live and not die. I know you're a king and not. I know you shall live. I know you're victorious. Enough is enough. I can't do this no more. Enough is enough. He just ran off his clothes and he said, stop it. Stop it. He is coming home. The prison doors will open. He is off drugs. Enough is enough. Let it go. I shall see success. The business shall flourish. And if you can't see what I see, you got to go. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. If you can't see what I see, you got to move. All they did was complain. And this group over here, group B, probably D, not even A or B. <laughs> Just complain. Everything somebody positive says, somebody always got to combat it with something negative. You just get tired of it. Oh my God, you just get tired. You got to go. I can't hang around you. You bad for my spirit. You bad for my spirit. I need people to speak life. You're speaking death. My man, we don't click. So, so, so now I'm loving Caleb. And when I was doing this message, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting all into chills. And I'm, and I'm looking at Caleb like, oh, that's what I'm talking about, dude. That's my man. He, he, he just, he was in it. And then he said he quieted the people. But then well, I love what he said because he spoke life. Check out this text right here in verse 30. Caleb says, let us go up at once and take possession. But, but, but that the second part even gets greater. It says, for we are well able to overcome it. That's right. Why are, why are you able? Because God declared it before, before the foundations of the earth. He said, before I knew you, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I ordained you. So Caleb is operating 
operating. We got to operate in what we believe, Amen. not what we see, people. We got to operate. I don't care how long it takes. God's word said it will not return for you. You got to operate. You can't just think it and say it and get a little fancy with it. You got to walk this thing. You got to every day get into a place where you know you're breaking chains of doubt. So when you're looking at this, Caleb says, listen, 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 listen. I don't care what they're saying. I gotta get you, I gotta get y'all to understand that y'all looking at it from a physical eye. I'm looking at it from what God told me. I'm believing that makes me see victory. I don't see the giant. I see my God as a giant. I don't see that right now I'm going through a house situation or a car note or this or that relationship. I don't see that. What I see is victory at the end. What I see is how strong that God is. How I see that the God I serve, that the God I serve told me that to run. One day, you're going to preach my word. I know you're on crack right now. I know you're sitting out walking the streets of Flatbush. I know you're out here with a gun in your hand. But I'm battling with God. And I'm sitting up here in these positions with God, wondering like, your word cannot be real. It can't be true. Look at me. Anybody ever told God, look at me. How can I do that? How can I fulfill this? How can I walk in this dream? You telling me, God, it can't be real. Then you got to get into Caleb's spirit. Then you got to take on the clothes of Caleb and say, wait a minute. He says, we're able to overcome it. Why? Because in the beginning of it, he says, I declared it for you. Now, what you got to do, Deron, is take this part and that part and put them together. And instead of walking by what you see, is seeing, believing, because that's what's messing me up. I'm looking at all this mess. I'm in 2020s. I'm in the adult prisons. And I'm looking at all this doubt. I'm looking at all this hopelessness. I'm looking at all these gunshot victims. I'm looking at all these young girls, these young boys, thinking that it's fancy to be out here with a gun and selling dope and all this. And I'm looking at all this, and I'm listening to these conversations. And I'm cringing inside. And I'm remembering when, before God took a hold of me. And I'm seeing with my eyes, and I'm discouraged by what I see. Then God says, but. Stop looking at it from your eyes. Dig deep down in your soul and find that place that you can see through your belief. What do you believe? 
What do you believe? I don't care what it looks like. What do you believe? So Caleb silenced him, and then he goes through, and I'm almost there. 31. But the men, but the men, they still coming, still coming back. They didn't give up so easy. Meaning, you'll catch you running when they ain't going to give up so easy. The people you think is in your corner ain't going to give up so early, easily. These naysayers in your group, these whiners and these backbiters and these, all these other casters running around and doing all this, they're not going to give up just because you saved now. What that mean? They don't give up that easily. So even though Caleb had already proclaimed that victory is yours, this other group over here, group Z, because they down at the totem pole. I can't even get them at the A or B anymore. It's group Z, all right? That's who we got related to. So we get them, and then they go and say, but the men who had gone up with them said, we are not able to go up against the people. What? For they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Not only did they get a report, a bad report, the whole crew got a bad report. The whole nation got a bad report. You get a bad report. You get a bad report. All because of one bad report. Whose report will you believe? And so, of the land which they had spoiled saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great statures. We saw again. How many times in that scripture did it have to refer or relate to what you saw? One group says, I'm going to believe what God has already told me. The other group says, no, this is what we see. They are too big for us. We can't achieve it. We can't, we can't conquer them. They're too big for us. So what God's saying is that how big am I? How big am I? So now we go up in here with this negative report, and then going into the end, all of the people say they're, gonna, they're just going to swallow us. Of great statues, 33. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers. It says we were like grasshoppers, but the final part to that is, it says we were, although it says we were like grasshoppers, the part that really stuck out to me, it says, in our sight, and so we were in theirs. People will see you how you see you. Oh, come on, do I need to go, God drop this in the spirit. Do I, do, say that again, Lord. People will see you how you see you. They said, we were like grasshoppers in our sight. In other words, I'm the first one that made myself look small. I'm the first one that said I couldn't do it. I'm the first one that put doubt in my mind. I'm the first one that said I'm not good enough. I'm the first one that said I'm not strong enough. I'm the first one that said I'm not pretty enough. I'm the first one that said I'm not mighty enough. I'm the first one that said I'm not victorious enough. And because I said it to myself, everybody else believed it. You speak life or death. 
Scripture says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so when you see you the way God sees you, then there's no devil in hell or no dream too big that you cannot achieve. Amen? Amazing. Grasshoppers in our own sight. How can you look at yourself as being that little, that nothing, that this dream that God told me it won't happen because it's too big? God says, where's your faith, woman? Where's your faith? You're seeing with the wrong tentacles. You got to get your focus right. Wipe off the clouds. Get your lenses corrected. Because now, until you step into a place to see you, like I see you. You'll never make it. And so, how great are your obstacles? How great are the things that you say you're dealing with? How great is that, that doubt or that, that hopelessness or that faithlessness? How great is it? Is it so great that it's consuming you to doubt? Is it so great that you cannot see the belief of overcoming it? How great is it? And those are the things that you have to ask yourself, that when God has ordained me and told me that I will be, uh-huh. that I will achieve, that I will declare, that I will fulfill, how big are your obstacles? And then and lastly, how big is your God? And so in the last verse of moving over to the verse, chapter 14 as I close. In verse 6, but Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we possessed to pass through to spy out is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Redemption. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. He says, nor fear the people in the land, for they are our bread, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. God has already ordered your steps. He knows what he has planned for you. He knows the people that he has surrounding you. We have to tap into, is that my boy for real? Am I trying to measure up with these little cats on this Facebook challenge? Am I trying to be out here rapping a little Ziggy and all this other little stuff? Or uh, 
am I trying to fit in where I don't belong? Am I trying to get into a place that God hasn't ordained for me? Am I surrounding myself with people that are speaking against me and rather in favor of me? What is my circle looking like? How big is my dream? How big is my God? And so in, 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 in this text, I had to take that God has told me that I can't always believe what I see. It's beneficial for me and us to see what we believe. Amen. Amen.